1: This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where we take whatever band or artist we're doing, we listen to all of their records, and then we rank them from worst to best. Uh, but before we do that, uh, we also do our six degrees yeah, with Tom yeah, DeLong. Yeah. Uh, while you're listening, go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify, give us five stars. Please, please, please go do that. Uh, all of our social media is at Asinine Radio. We have a Discord server if you want to join that. You know, talk shit with everybody else on there. Uh, let us know. We'll send you the link. For that, uh, we also have a phone number you can call. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail, send us a text. The phone number is 503-893-5307. Now that we have all of the boring intros out of the way, uh, let's uh, let's just jump right into it. So Six Degrees with Tom DeLong. Do you have anything for this? I, I did one, yeah Okay, because I didn't do any I just completely forgot about it
0: I, It was a long week That was my it's bad just making it longer And that's fine
1: Yeah, okay, so so let, let's get into Tom DeLong. Let's let's connect Tom DeLong okay. with the Pink
0: Floyds okay, What do you got, can, Jeff? We can do that, that's fine um, So I started with, uh, with Sid Barrett That's what I did mm. Because I am crazy like that That's what I do It's no big deal <laughs> Um, so his his second and final studio album, the I, I guess like the the cover art, the artist was by a guy a guy, was
1: yeah. by
0: was by a fucking <laughs> guy, <laughs> name uh, name Mick Rock, Mick Rock, Mick Rock has done a ton of stuff as far as as like photography in the rock act or the rock realm, but he also did Miley Cyrus, late latest album, her last album that came out mm-hmm. last year or the year before. So Sid Barrett to Mick Rock, Mick Rock to Miley Cyrus, Miley Cyrus, her first album had Josh Reeves playing drums, and wow, yeah. and that's what I mean. That's but it was fun going going through this because that's how I found out today Taylor Hawkins played drums on the Coheed album. Yeah, that was I, weird. I did not. Yeah, that was really bizarre. I did not know that. Even though he didn't write the drum parts, it was still the drummer for Coheed writing the drum parts. He just recorded it due to contractual obligations, which is so fucking weird.
1: Yeah, that's even weirder, I feel.
0: And uh, so, yeah, that, that, that's why I got that. And then I started watching those Blink videos, which, yes, that was that was the same show that I sent you that Brooks was playing with uh, um, Blink. That was the same show that Josh filled in, too. That was just a slew of drummers were coming on because Travis fucked up his wrist or something at that time.
1: Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. I don't remember why why all these drummers had, had done that, but yeah, I guess it was his wrist. You said,
0: yeah, it was his. He, he like messed up his wrist and um, oh, just yeah. couldn't play. But the way Bricks played um, "Don't Leave Me" was was so cool. Like he's just it was. He was just so like aggressive with it, he, and that's that's a pretty like dainty song, even though it's kind of churched up to be a little bit faster. It's a pretty dainty song, and he played it like super punky. and It was nice.
1: Yeah, and it kind of made me think too. Like Travis doesn't. He's not a hard hitting player. No. He's a very technical player, but he never hits the drums very hard, except maybe like he'll hit a crash really hard, like at the end of a song at like a crescendo he'll do it. But otherwise, yeah, he doesn't. He's not a hard hitting drummer. No. Nah. At least with Blink. But.
0: I no, mean, nah, but not Brooks, man. He was fucking murdering those, <laughs> those, those heads, just smashing them. <laughs> I know.
1: It was it was a really cool performance. i have never seen that Brooks one before, but that was cool.
0: Yeah, so that, that's what brought me down to this uh, that path was uh, was was Sid Barrett.
1: I'd, I of all the members, I wouldn't have thought you would go with you would start with Sid. Barrett <laughs> you got to <laughs> to get to Tom. <laughs> that's the biggest. That's the biggest jump for you. me. You Unless you go with like Bob Close, who was only did like two songs with him. But yeah, otherwise that's that's a weird one. But anyway, I try. Let's uh, let's just jump right into the rankings from here on out. So Pink Floyd have fifteen studio records Damn. so we're gonna go from their worst number 15 to their best number one obviously and we're gonna also gonna name our biggest banger off of each one if we even have a banger. if we right? even have any if we even have one yeah there was some uh some not good stuff on here so let's start with number 15 jeff i mean some of these also we're gonna get through them pretty quick because we got fucking 15 albums to get through yeah so uh what is your number 15 and your banger
0: go this is a, a momentary lapse of reason. They're thirteen okay. from 1987. This is their worst. This is unreal. It's so bad. It, this like rivals <laughs> some of like the shitty 80s music just in general. It was, it was boring. The tone of it overall felt like it was a soundtrack to a goofy retro 16-bit retro. Nintendo Switch game. It was, it was hard to get through. I almost didn't even fucking finish it. It wasn't even an hour long, but I swear to God it felt like an eternity. <laughs> This was awful. Uh,
1: you, so you have no bangers.
0: No bangers. All right. No bangers. All right.
1: So my number 15 is also a momentary lapse of reason. Uh, if you don't know, this is their 13th record. came out in 1987. That's what I said. And, That's uh, fine, though. Oh, you didn't? Okay, I'm sorry. My my apologies. We're just not
0: listening to what, what each I other's don't, saying I don't, now? Okay. Let I'm me know just, when you start yeah, talking. Okay. I'm listening to Tune Out. You ready?
1: Thank you. <laughs> All right. This one, I, I agree with you. This is just 80s trash. That's what it is. It's... I couldn't believe it, and I hadn't gone back and listened to to post Roger Waters Pink Floyd in many, many years. But I don't even remember this being this bad. It was and awful. Yeah. Going into this week, I thought I'm probably gonna like a lot of this stuff. I like what David Gilmour does. I think his first solo record's really good. I thought, okay, this could be this could be a solid record. But uh, yeah, no, it's garbage. Absolute fucking garbage. It's terrible. So, Woof. yeah, no banger, all stinkers. Uh, what do you got for number fourteen?
0: Uh, the Endless River, their fifteenth album. Are you paying attention now? Are you f- their fifteenth yeah, album their 15th from two thousand fourteen. This <laughs> is uh, this is just a continuation of like samples and instrumentals based on the Division Bell. This album is uh, it's almost all instrumentals. It's a solid album, but like to say this is a good Pink Floyd album just feels weird in my mouth. It's it's uh, <laughs> I don't know. This is like the soundtrack to Kingdom of the Dinosaurs or, or some other animatronic ride at Disneyland or some shit. It's just it's not bad by like any means, but it's just dumb. And I don't, I don't yeah. like saying that it's like a Pink Floyd album. And maybe I'm just like become that type of person now that's saying there is no Pink Floyd after the final cut, after Waters, there's no Pink Floyd. So that's where <laughs> I am now. But yeah, the endless river, no bangers, and I don't, I will never listen to this again.
1: There you go. All right. So my number fourteen is the Division Bell. This is their fourteenth record, 1994, and uh, this is this is not a very good record at all. There's nothing really redeeming except for some some of the guitar leads and solos are interesting. Outside of that, it has a lot of 80s sounding stuff that kind of, you know, bled over into this record. Um, but it's also very U2 sounding. And I mean, U2 suck. They're just tra- They're a trash band, too. And uh, on top of that, you know, yeah, I said there was some 80s stuff in there. But then he also kind of like goes with some of the that annoying 90s soft rock. And it's just not very good. It's not a very good record. The Division Bell is not very good. But it still sold like four million copies in the U.S., Silly boy talk. And it is. So got no bangers. Um so what do you got for number thirteen? The division
0: bell. They're 14th from 94. This is so <laughs> You're like an I, I wrote I You're wrote such these an I, I wrote this note after listening to Momentary Lapse. And I this is one hundred percent better than Momentary Lapse. Like I I would choose this any True, day of yeah. the week over Momentary lapse. But that means nothing, right? Because this is mm-hmm. fucking trash. But at least this one yeah. tried to recapture like a lot of the ethereal sounds of Floyd in their prime. But however, like you, this album started to sound a lot like fucking U2. And I, <laughs> yeah, it was so it. annoying. It was obnoxious. I could not even believe how U2 this sounded. It was terrible. This was forgettable. I would never go back to it. But the only reason why it's above the other two is just moment momentary lapse reason is absolute trash. The Endless Reason, yeah. The Endless River is completely uncalled for and just it's just boring. Pointless. Yeah. At least this has some substance. I mean, I don't. Who, I don't want to talk about this. Let's move on. I okay. I could literally care so, less.
1: So my uh, my number thirteen is the Endless River. Uh, if you didn't know, because Jeff didn't say it, but it's their fifteenth and last record. I from did 2014. say it. I know. I know. Oh, fucking god! <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I, I sat, I sat <laughs> up straight.
0: I sat up straight. <laughs>
1: oh shit! So yeah, this one. It's not it's not really a terrible record. It's not a bad record, but it's not it's forgettable. It's it's background music. You know, th- you just throw this on if you're doing chores, or not even if you're doing chores, just like to like make it so it's not quiet or not <laughs> <Yeah>. silent. It's <laughs> just ambient <yeah>. music. <laughs> yes. It's just That's straight it. up ambient music, man. There's nothing there's only one song on here that that has vocals on it and it's set up as more like a, of a traditional song and that song was fine. It wasn't terrible, it wasn't bad. But yeah, this is an ambient record. That's that's all this is. So that that's all I got. No bangers. So the fuck. let's move on to the Waters era. Here we go, finally. baby. So what do you got Floyd. for number 12? What do you got for number 12?
0: Number 12. My least favorite of Pink Floyd. Because the last three don't even count. So yeah, my, my least favorite Pink Floyd album is The Wall. Mm. The Wall. Their 11th album, 1979. I almost didn't finish this one. I really did. I I struggled to get through this. I had to put it on twice. I had to take a long fucking break (laughs) because I just, I don't like this. I see why people love it so much because the mass population of Earth is so fucking stupid. And this is like their fucking stupid album of the Waters era. It's all fluff with very little substance. It's built around a couple riffs, which are pretty cool riffs. I I will admit, they're fucking boss. But otherwise loaded with just pomp and circumstance and bullshit. This just seemed... (laughs) like to take a little bit from everything that they have done and make it into a dumb musical slash concept album. And without even reading about like the rock opera plot, you'd have no idea what's fucking it's going on this. And I know you don't like it as much as I do, but this is a discount Tommy by the who it really is. And Roger Waters vocals on this album are kind of just a little too typical seventies proggy. Like he had never really been this, this bland. And it was just, it was bland. But yeah. whatever. We'll see. We'll see. But I don't have a, uh, I don't have a, a favorite. I do have a, a, a hated though. Um, Run like hell. That is um, that is oh, actually yeah. a really really bad song. It is goofy <laughs> and stupid. It's dumb 80s sounding synth, like something Aha would have put out. But this is nineteen seventy nine. So I blame I now blame the wall for all of the shitty eighties music that we have. <laughs> I fucking hate the wall. I immediately put this in my purge pile. Wow. I, have a, I have a good pressing too I have a good clean pressing It's, it's an early pressing And it's just gonzo I'm not, I would never listen to this again For the rest of my life Holy shit You couldn't pay <laughs> me to listen to it really couldn't <laughs> That's so stupid It's just terrible Oh
1: my god You're insane You're out of your mind yeah. You're out of your mind Alright so, uh, so my number 12 Is Final Cut The Final Cut uh, The 12th record 1983 um, This one is essentially The B-sides from The Wall And even David Gilmour said that, you know, it was, it seems pointless and stupid to put this out when these songs didn't even make the wall. Like, why are we doing this? And everybody in the band, or at least Nick Mason and David Gilmour at the time, they thought they pretty much said this is a a Roger Waters solo record. Fans agreed. It's, I don't think it's that great. I think it's, it's boring, man. It's, I don't, there's nothing on here that stands out. I have no banger on this. This is, this is, I'm, I'm purging this one. Oh, yeah! I'm I'm purging it, man. You I'm, are my purging purge is Pink starting. Floyd. I'm purging. I I have every Roger Waters Pink Floyd record, so you know, from Piper to this album, I have. Same here. Yeah, and and I'm uh, I'm anymore. purging this one, man. <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah, this is uh, this is really fun. It's just straight up boring, man. I, I don't I don't get it. So
0: okay, there you go. That's my number twelve. What do you got for number eleven? That that's wrong, but okay. Um, <laughs> the next one that I think is just kind of bad. Is obscured by clouds. They're seventh from nineteen seventy two. Hmm. This was uh, this was surprisingly worse than when I first bought it. I have a uh, really I have like an early Holland pressing, and that's why I bought it. It was the last one I needed for for my my Waters era, my my Pink Floyd collection. This is I'm gonna stop saying that era, my Pink Floyd collection. <laughs> it's the last one I needed. I just bought it. It's cheap, um, but it's just it's it's very like poppy and, and structured in a way that I don't want from Pink Floyd. It's not a bad record, I guess. But it's just, it's just dumb. It's, I, I'm never going to go back to this because I, I just hear a blend of their first pop album with some of mm-hmm. like the Dark Side of the Moon aspects and Dark Side of the Moon in, like in essence, is kind of an accessible Pink Floyd album. Yeah, so. that's
1: true. It's accessible prog, prog record, really.
0: Yeah, it's like, it's it's like that's the most, it uh, it's like the most dumbed down prog record you could have, you could have picked out in the 70s. And that's not even a knock to it. Not at it all. It really isn't. Not at all. Because <laughs> it's an amazing record. Yeah. Which we'll get to on the main episode, obviously. But I have no but. bangers from Obscured by Clouds, and this is Purged. Wow, that one's Purged too. Okay, all right, yeah. All right, mm-hmm. all right. So you'll you'll see my Pink Floyd's if you want to if you want to have a go at them, then uh, you know I got some cool <laughs> presses. I, I think I'll be I think I'll be good.
1: I think I'll be good. So uh, so my number eleven is uh, it's The Wall. Oh, thank God. The Wall. <laughs> this is uh the song. Oh, yeah, like you said. I mean, I pretty much agree with you on everything about this record. Uh, it's way too fucking long it's overall it's filler it's boring it's it was too amb- it was overly ambitious like Roger Waters is a good songwriter obviously he's a great songwriter but this is just i don't want to say it was his ego taking over but it was it was just too much and it didn't work for me at least i don't i don't th- i think it was it was it was cool it might have been cool at the time because there weren't a lot of stuff like a lot of things like this outside of like tommy there wasn't really anything like this and really i think that's why it was popular and because dark side and wish you were here was were so popular already and then to come out with this i mean it's a great marketing thing honestly and and it worked but another thing that really annoyed me about reading more about this record is that like dark side you know just in the us alone i think it sold like 15 million copies just just here in the states but then the wall sold <laughs> it says it says the wall sold 23 million and I'm like, that's very mi- misleading because that's by LP. That's not by per record or by actual album. You know? Yeah. That's per LP. So those, all those, all the wall numbers are inflated, and that's completely unfair. I hate that shit, and nobody takes that into account. And that pisses me off. So I think that's I think like
0: like that. Off. Hey, danger! Leave them kids alone. I think that may be like their most recognizable just melody.
1: Oh, for sure,
0: for and sure. and the wall like dances around that. Like the wall knows that, and it's a really fucking catchy melody, and I like singing it. And when I was listening to it, I was like, "Hey, teacher!" All obnoxious and snotty, and it's fun. I get it, but yeah. th- the entire like two to to base like two discs around essentially just one really really catchy riff is super fucking annoying. And then the, also, what, what was
1: what's annoying about that? Because another brick in the wall is my favorite. That's my banger. I do have a banger, and it is this one. The entirety of it. I mean. I think the way that song builds when you put the uh, put all three together and then the what's the what's the last part of it because there's there's three parts of the song and then there's like the ending or something like that. I forgot what it's called right now or goodbye cruel world. That's what it is. Fucking so when you put no. when you put that all together, I think it's an absolutely amazing song. But the way they set it up on the wall is that they spread it out over all over both discs. And I think that's really it's just stupid. <laughs> Like, you you miss, like, the gist. You miss, like, the point of the song, I feel. Yeah. When you spread it out over 20 tracks or 18, however many tracks are on the fucking record. It's stupid. But, yeah, otherwise, yeah. It's a great song. Obviously.
0: Are you purging it, though?
1: Yeah, I told you I was purging it, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, The Wall, I'm purging. I'm purging. Ooh. Wow. Wow. So, and then I I will just say right now the next three I have that I'm going to talk about are on their. They're right on the they're right in the line of being purged oh man <laughs> so they're not purged yet but they're really close so yeah we'll get into that so what is your number 10
0: uh more their third 1969 um, there are parts of this album that I really really like like a lot there's some really eclectic drawn-out songs that that have just really good hooks to them the problem is nothing sticks around long enough to have like a solid impact a lot of the songs are shortcuts and and Floyd's music is, is essentially just I don't know developing at this point really fast to to be longer songs and this mm. is just this is a transitional period this one and and the one before and this was just too short feeling it just almost sounded like demos or, or rough takes of, of like later catalogs and I get it it's it's a it's a soundtrack to a movie and and in reading about like how they wrote this to be like the whole album is supposed to be played during the, the the movie rather than just having like clips or whatever. And then making a song out of the clip. I, I think that's cool. That's, that's yeah. fair, but without watching the movie and I wanted to buy the movie, but it's not like cheap anywhere. It's not like streaming anywhere. I don't even think it was on Amazon prime to buy or to rent for like $4. It was just hmm. a super, super obscure movie. And I bet it's doing on YouTube. So, that well, that's that i'm not gonna watch a movie on fucking youtube oh my god not gonna happen now they have a new computer <laughs> i don't know maybe
1: and that's what i'm saying now that you have yeah, your new no, you're right. laptop i mean because usually like with, with movies that aren't on any streaming sites or anything like that like obscure stuff you can find them on youtube for free like it's obviously people like fans have uploaded it but you can usually find them on youtube so i'm looking it up right now
0: okay I mean, the concept of the movie is pretty cool. It's about like heroin addiction and and stuff. And it's, it's, it sounded interesting And I like more. Like I honestly, I want more of more. If more was like a double LP and just Mm -hmm. expanded on all of their songs, I think more could be like a top five contender. It's just way too short. It's just, it's just, it's, it's blowing by things that I think they should spend two, three, four minutes on instead of 30 seconds. And that's why it's just, it's a, it's a victim to its, to its time and it's getting purged bye it's Felicia.
1: All right, all right, that's fair. That's no fair. banger. So it is on YouTube. It's like the first thing that pops up. If you just type in Pink Floyd More Movie, it pops up. I will. I it's will. An probably, hour. It's it's almost two hours long
0: though. It's I'll, I'll probably long. try. I'll probably try and sit through it, and then and then make my final decision now that I know because I I have, my, I have my laptop now. It's and, you know it's a cool thing, and I got little little like Bluetooth earbuds I can put in and be super fancy. <laughs> so yeah, I'll yeah, get I'll, I'll give it one more go. I do like the album, but it's 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 in it's in it's in jeopardy.
1: So then, uh, so w- did you have a banger? No
0: I, banger. No banger. No banger.
1: Okay. So uh, my my number ten is also more third record. It is it is a transition record. I'm with you on that one. It is absolutely a transition record from the pop. I don't even want to say necessarily psych rock. It's more of a pop rock record of Piper, and uh, it's it never. <laughs> It's like they try to go full-blown Pink Floyd, but it's never it never sounds as huge and grand and layered as as you know, Dark Side, Wish You Were Here and so on. Um but yeah, it's just it's forgettable. Honestly, it's kind of forgettable. There's some cool moments here and there, but I don't know how often I'm going to go back to this. I'll give it a few more listens. I might even watch the movie now. I don't know. Um if I had to pick a banger it would have to be up the Kyber. Actually, this is a, this song is a banger. I, I will say it. Up the Kyber is a banger, and uh, it's just a ja It's like a two and a half minute jazz song, and there's some really cool m- uh, mood going, like mood synthesizer going. It's it's a rad fucking song. So that's my number three. Is more. So I, I I really agree with you on this one though. This this is writing that that fine line of being purged. So
0: did you like. Did you think this could have been a really, really good album, like a top five, almost Floyd album, if this was two, three times as long as it was? It needed to be
1: extended. It definitely needed to be extended, but not like the Wall extended. Maybe cut a couple tracks, yeah, and then extend extend the remaining ones. I don't know exactly which tracks, but yeah, definitely extend on a few of them. Like there's something not there others. that's special, it
0: but it was just it was it was glossed over.
1: Yeah, they haven't quite reached their full potential at this point, but they're trying. Like you could tell, they're really fucking trying. Yeah. They just haven't got there yet. All right. So that's all I got for my number ten. What do you got for uh, for your number nine?
0: I dude, I I am not even on my notes. My number nine. Not even ready. Is uh, their first, Piper, Piper at the Gates of Dawn. Oh,
1: their okay. first album,
0: 1967. It's funny because I have a Uruguayan uh, pressing of this, so it's called uh, Fuck. Man, I wanted to have it in my hand. You know what I mean? That's what I'm it was seeing, called. Yeah, I'm just gonna get it right now. Stretch. It's
1: funny. Oh, yeah. oh my god, that was the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my whole life. Oh, holy shit! I got it. I All got right, it. you're I still going, it. huh? It. It's still funny. going. It. I guess it it's wasn't in within. I guess it wasn't within it was arm's, arms reach.
0: It wasn't arms reach. I just had to stand up. Clearly, it wasn't.
1: You had okay. to get up, move. You had to take your headphones off. So, yeah. so they had
0: reach. they had re-released their first two albums for for a. Uh, like a, a comp kind of it was just their first two albums and when one package and it was called The nice yeah. pair and it has like a, it's got like pictures on it and one's like a topless woman a nice pair ha 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 but then there's also a picture of a pair it's got the x on the pair so like you focused yeah, yeah. on the women's like knockers instead of the pair that's cute that's funny but um piper at the gates of dawn is actually called in uruguay is called el flautista in los comienzos de la alborada <laughs> that's what it's called and all the song tracks are your Spanish is, is is amazing well it's 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 Uruguayan so I think they speak Uruguayan it, I, think it's, I think
1: they speak Spanish there I don't know
0: what the fuck they speak <laughs> is this like Luis Suarez <laughs> from Uruguay or Paraguay I think he's from Uruguay mm. no
1: oh no, uh, yeah he is from Uruguay yeah yeah, yeah, you're yeah right yeah, 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 yeah I think yeah. he speaks Spanish I think it's Spanish
0: but it, it was just funny because it took me like a while it was hard to it was hard to like realize what side A was and then and, and what even the album was because El Flautista like, what the fuck is El Flautista and you think like, oh a flute <laughs> the Piper oh Piper the go. Gates of Dawn that's funny <laughs> that's cute so I had a good time with it um, but anyway Piper the Gates of Dawn their first album 1967 this one's very of this era it's psychedelic pop it, that's what it is nothing more nothing yeah, less yeah. What, what does kind of make this one a little bit more unique are a lot of sounds like they're, they're kind of channeling their inner Martin Denny sometimes with some of these like oh, bird calls yeah. and percussive parts. It was cute. I mean, it's a solid psych pop album of the, of the 60s. Not their best, not their most unique, but it's solid. I, I, I do have a banger. I like Interstellar Overdrive. It just has this bizarre <laughs> single note picked part that sounded like my record was messed up and, and fucked up and took me a couple couple times to realize that it's just fucking weird for the sake of being <laughs> weird. And I like it. Sid Barrett for you. That was solid. But I mean overall this is a fucking pop album and and uh, I should have brought it up in the in the other pod. I did listen to that BG's first album. Their their psychedelic pop album. Oh yeah, album. the psych pop one, yeah. How was that? I, I mean, you probably would like it a little bit more because it's very very like Revolver sounding. Very Revolver oh, okay, sounding. Okay, okay. Which is That could it, be interesting. It's not bad. I just I don't want I'm, I'm you just, just hate I the Beatles for some reason. I do, and I don't want more involved. Yeah, makes no sense. But yeah, this was, I don't know, it's fine.
1: Purged! <laughs> all right, so my number nine is,
0: wait, are you really purging it? Yeah, well, I'm purging my double My double. Oh, and here. Saucer.
1: Damn, man, you hate Sid Barrett. Holy shit. Well,
0: I'm not, well, easy tiger, easy tiger. Don't put words well, in my you mouth. Do. Only well, put pizza in my mouth, not words. That's all I ask.
1: Well, you're, you're purging the two albums that he was on. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. All right. So, so my number nine. Buckle up for this one. Oh God! If it's out I don't Adam think you're Hart, gonna like it.
0: I'm, a, I'm fucking closing out. I swear. I don't God, think you're gonna, gonna like out. it. I'm gonna close out. It's
1: uh, it's Umaguma. Oh. Fourth record, 1969. Because I think you really like this one, don't you?
0: Um, I mean, it's well it's, enough it's,
1: enough that it's higher than mine.
0: It's in my top eight, at least, because I haven't I haven't said oh, my number oh, yeah. eight yet. True. True.
1: Uh, this one, this is. It's a little. It's a little ambitious. I mean this is the like I said the fourth record, and they were trying to do something different, and they did it, and it's cool I mean the first part of the record is a lot, is live live recordings, and then the latter half is each member got like three songs that they wrote solely by themselves, which is it's a cool idea you know a lot of bands could do it like you know e l p did it really well um here it just sounds like a soundtrack, it just sounds like a movie score it doesn't there's not a lot here I mean if I had to pick a banger, it would be the narrow way all three, all three of the narrow way parts because it actually sounds more like a traditional song rather than a movie score. But the, the live, the live versions of the songs are great, but yeah, I don't know. This is, this is, this is another one of those ones where, it's uh, it's writing that that <laughs> that purging line. So You're not that's Umaguma Uma for Get me. That out
0: of here. You know, Purge Uma no,
1: I I really think I, I I really think I am. I mean, do you do you have an older pressing or a newer pressing of Umaguma? It's old. It's I got it. I got it from uh,
0: Aldo's. Does it sound good? It sounds fine. Uh, Cause mine mine. That's why sounds, you want I might I might because mine has a, a a loop. Oh,
1: it does. Mine doesn't have a loop, but it does have quite a bit of surface noise. Oh, I don't want it. I figured you wouldn't. Mine's no, in pri- mine,
0: mine is like in pristine condition. It sounds fantastic. There's almost no surface noise, but it has one loop. It's at the very, very end of the live portion, so I really don't even mind.
1: <laughs> I can't believe you like this one that much, but whatever. Yeah, that, that's, my, that's my number nine is, is Umaguma. It's it's fine. It's it's really fine. It's good. There you go. Uh, what do you got for number eight?
0: But you're not going to go back to it, so I don't know why you wouldn't just purchase it. But um, But see, I like the live stuff a lot. Well, like, If anything, I'll go back not, to the live so. stuff. Um, So, my next one is, uh, my number eight is Un Plato Lleno de Secretos. That's my number eight.
1: Okay, so sauce are full of secrets.
0: (laughs) That's the (laughs) best thing is the secretos. (laughs) Oh, I love it so much. Yeah, this is, uh, I am, I'm going to purge my, my, a nice pair, my, my double one, because I want to buy a good part, I, I want to buy a good Original pressing of Saucer Full of Secrets. I did like this one. Like, like mm-hmm. right off the bat, this one starts off, it's more focused. It's not as goofy as Piper. This one made mm-hmm. more sense as a band that would eventually evolve into Dark Side of the Moon or album of the week. There's a lot of cool instrumental parts here that are slower, softer, but like they just mean more. They seem more focused on just creating a unique sound rather than just inputting a lot of various unique sounds and then just making a mishmash of unique sound. It's it's like it's just I don't know, Piper or uh, yeah yeah, Piper just seemed like they had a lot of unique ideas that were just thrown into the pot and just because they were all individual unique ideas, therefore it made a, another unique idea. But it didn't really mm-hmm. mesh that well. Satchful so Full of Secrets meshes well in the sense that Pink Floyd will become if we say Dark Side is their most Popular or or iconic, then this makes more sense as a band that would become Darkside, and mm-hmm. yeah. I like it. But um, the title track, the title track is dope. But kind I will say, one. given that I will eventually hear a better version of their title track, it mm-hmm. uh, it's my biggest banger, but a little asterisk because they did it better on Umuguma, which is fine though. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's the same song. Yeah, kind it's of. Better than yeah. yeah, kind of. But yeah, I will purge. I will purge uh, my Uruguayan um a nice pair which I'm a, I'm a little bummed about because i've never seen anything like this i've never even seen a nice pair like an original pressing of it in the wild and i sure as shit have not seen an import from uruguay and how much are you going to sell it for I, I don't know what it's worth i got out of the record show it was free because i traded records for it but i don't even know what it's worth, I, I imagine I, it's I'd, worth I'd be
1: willing like, to take it off your hands
0: i mean I, I i can't imagine it's worth more than like 40 bucks there's just no way
1: Okay. Well let me know and you know I'll I'll go I'll think about it. Yeah. I might take it off your hands.
0: Do you have you have Saucerful, but do you have like like an old pressing? No, both both my Piper and Saucerful are, are,
1: are the twenty sixteen pressings.
0: I'm out. I'm not gonna trade you. I'm out <laughs> I was just
1: gonna I was just gonna buy the na- buy. pair. wait your so you nice would pair. have
0: you would have two copies of each album?
1: No, I would sell my, my twenty sixteen oh, okay. pressings. But I know you wouldn't want them, so I didn't even I didn't even yeah suggest it
0: no be, for sure before before i sell these before i give them away when you come over next you can peek at them see if you like and whatever we'll make a deal but i will, mm-hmm. I, will I will i will hold off on selling until you look through them i will give you that
1: okay sounds good all right so that was your number eight
0: correct yeah. wait did and you have a wait yeah it was oh you're bigger with saucer Saucerful. was yeah, the title check and, and secretos <laughs> 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 just love saying secretos because it sounds so sounds so gringo <laughs> pinchy, so? pinchy, gringos. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, so my number eight, uh, still writing that fine line of uh, of purging, is uh, is "Wish You Were Here." Wow, their ninth record from 1975, man. I think this record is, it's just kind of after coming off of Darkseid it's just so lackluster, man. They they never they Dark side was their peak. Well, not? I wouldn't say it's their peak, but. It was the last time that they were truly great. And, I mean, obviously, because this is the last record I have on here. This is the highest point. Wait, I don't even know what I'm trying to. I'm not going to try to explain what I'm thinking. but not uh, Yeah, I'm not. So, Wish You Were Here. I think this is okay. a wildly overrated album. Overrated album? I I think the one really good song is the five-parter, the Shine On You Crazy Diamond. Which is essentially kind of about Sid Barrett, or at least inspired by him. And then even he came to the studio, like unexpected, supposedly unexpectedly came to the studio, and nobody recognized him. And it's a really sad story, actually. It's a very, very sad story. And uh, which eh, we don't need to get into, I guess, unless you really want to. But
0: no, not not really at all. I mean, it's it's going to take a lot of time. And yeah, talking yeah, about it, but that's fine
1: uh there's yeah overall it's it's like i said like i said a lackluster record it does have a lot of the same dynamics and and grand grander grandeur that, is that the right word grandeur sure grand, grandeur or whatever as as dark said but the songs just aren't there I just, It's just shine on you crazy diamond is really the only highlight and the opening guitar part i i maybe skip if he listens to this he might agree with me but the opening guitar to that song is almost identical to the jacob uh song from omar omar rodriguez lopez from the mars volta he has a song called i'm not even gonna try to say the full name because it's in like it's in dutch but it's the jacob song and it, it's the same it's pretty much the same fucking guitar riff and that kind of annoyed me but uh, omar did it better so there you go uh wish you were here is my number eight almost purgeable Almost purgeable.
0: Okay. A little crazy, but that's a little crazy that that's purgeable over the Piper at the Gates of Dawn. Your little pop <laughs> <That's> psychedelic the <laughs> of the 60s. What's Bizarre. wrong with that? It's
1: a good fucking record. <laughs> I guess. You You're like stupid. Stupid Get music. Get the, the fuck out of here. All right. What
0: All right. do you got for number seven? It's number seven. Finally, the final cut. You hated oh. this one. Fucking hated it. I mm-hmm. didn't enjoy it. No. I I really like this one. I love it. I think it's I think it's calming. It's it's very vocal melody focused. This was a uh, and yeah, of course Gilmore's gonna get all mad. Boop, 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 boo, because boo, 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 it's a fucking Roger, Roger Waters solo album. It, duh, of course. That's fine. <laughs> and it probably would have like fared better because it is a, a, a solo album and maybe if he just released it as a solo album, it would have been better instead of just a Pink Floyd album. But I really like it. I, I like it a lot. This is as far pop as I want them to go. And that's why I don't like Piper, because this is pop, Piper's pop. And I don't I don't want to do it. It does it does kind of try real hard, like the wall did, but this one's shorter and not like completely up its own ass. And I, I like that. <laughs> and I uh, I like I like all the little hooks that are thrown out that are randomly in, in songs, like throw back to the Adam Hart mother song of, of bringing back the hook occasionally to the music. It's cool stuffs. Um, not now, John. That's my that's my biggest banger dope track it's got a really rad groove to it and it's like the only song on the album with Gilmore on vocals and Mm -hmm. has a ton of fucking good bass lines (laughs) just bam Chris D'Elia style bam oh my god all (laughs) down baby
1: (laughs) (laughs) I miss that podcast so much that was so funny
0: (laughs) I really (sighs) I I really like the final cut a lot
1: good I'm, I'm glad you enjoy something even though it's not good I'm glad you enjoy something. Yeah,
0: so there there are no more. port. There are no more. Wow, I still cannot Oof, even say it. Even, a think, tough one. even if I'm thinking about saying it correctly, I still cannot say it. There are no more. Oh my God. Oof, there you I go. will not be purging any more albums from, from here on out. I'm going to just change up the, the rotation there. There are no more purgeable albums. I still said it Still can't one. even do it. Yeah. What is so hard about that? There are no more. Wow. Still- say it. Say it. Say it right now. There are no more. There are more, no more. There, there are no more. Why do I want to say nor? Nor more. Nor more. There were no more. <laughs> like the Gangnam Style. not <laughs> no That's what I sound like. Damn. There are no more purgeable albums.
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Rough. Rough, rough stuff.
1: That's redonkulous. Yep. Oh, my God. All right. So my number seven. We're almost there. We're on the home stretch right now. Uh, Number seven for me is A Saucer Full of Secrets. Or uh, Secretos, as you would say. Why do
0: you like Piper so much? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> That's what bothers me the uh, most.
1: Much like Umaguma and more, this is this is a transition record. They were they were really trying hard to to you know find something or or find to find to properly find their groove. And this is the only record you know that featured all five members of the band. And uh, I think Sid only did one. That was Jughead Blues or something like that. I think that was the only one he did on the here. But yeah, this is a, this is a unique record in that sense. Otherwise, it's like half of it is is pop oriented. The other half is more ambient. It flows all right. I, I don't know. I, I think it's it's a good listen through. But it's not purgeable by any means. I I think it's I th- I've li- I listened to this record a lot. I think it's a good record. But uh, my favorite my banger off this one is Remember a Day because uh, this is like one of the more straightforward psychedelic songs not much of the ambient stuff and um uh, that's good i like it i like the psych pop i'm into it yeah it's not what pink floyd's known for but i still like it i think they did a good job at it they did a good job at it so i like it too I, i'm I, not mad i'm I not mean, mad
0: I, this i'm going to buy an early pressing of it <laughs> it's just i can't believe your hatred towards piper it's crazy piper's just dumb it's stupid it's good. Oh, there's All right, Pink so, Point first album. It's so good. I've heard it's a not their best. Times, bro. Come on. We've heard it a thousand times. I'm,
1: I'm saying right now, it's not their best. Oh, no,
0: it's not their best. It's their eighth best. No, ninth best. Excuse me. It's their ninth best. <laughs> Thank you.
1: All right. So then what do you got for your
0: number six? Wish you were here. This one, this this is the only one that, that went up like a lot. I, I expected this one to be really shitty. And when I, I, I got this one really, really early on for some lady that was like just giving away shit. At some point. Mm. I drove somebody. Remember that one day I called you like a year and a half ago and I called you and I was just so giddy and like, oh my god, this fucking lady gave me all these Zeppelin records and it was like twenty bucks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. This is where I got this one too. And she's like, Oh, do you like Pink Floyd? I was like, Sure. Sure. <laughs> and she gave me like all these records. So I got I got this one a long time ago and I didn't really like it that much. It wasn't bad. But it, mm. I didn't I didn't like it that much. I did like it a lot more this this time though. It's just I mean, obviously, it's it's an attempt to follow up and stay in line with Darkseid. It's that's yeah. that's what it is. There's a lot of similarities so between the two. Long instrumentals, layering of sounds and tones, to create like a soundscape of feelings. But there's just there's too much singing on this one, and it's not as bad. Like I said, as I'd given in the past, but it's just it's still not that great. But there's a lot of really 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 good shit. Like Have a Cigar features this dude Roy Harper,
1: mm-hmm. and I think
0: his name was, and. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think I was like a huge fan of his singing but like damn I don't know for whatever reason it just like grew on me like a like a tumor like not a tumor it grew on me I <laughs> fucking love it but the title track the title track is 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 I don't know it's really? it's really I... it's the strum melody on on the like the guitar it's it's boss Nass, Gilmer's vocals are are kind of whatever is kind of very like 90s generic Goo Goo Dolls kind of sound but <laughs> But damn, I don't know, man. Like, Wish You Were Here was just a more pop, dark side. And I think just based off of what I, I liked and didn't like about Pink Floyd, I, I like this album. I'm going to keep it for sure.
1: I, I do like the artwork, it. though. I've, I've always liked the artwork. The guy on fire shaking cool. the other guy's hand. I've always thought that was cool artwork. By yeah. And uh, you you brought up uh, Roy. I, dude, that's a name I have a hard time with. Uh You Roy? brought up Roy Harper. Yeah. He brought him up, and and from what I was reading, like Gilmore actually worked with him quite a bit. Like I think he produced some of his music, was featured on some of his records. So it's like he was pretty integrated with David Gilmore too, which is pretty cool. But I, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of his at all. I just thought it was cool that they brought him on for a fucking Pink Floyd song after blowing up after Darkseid. kind of a kind of a cool thing to do, actually a really cool thing to do. But
0: anyway, that hey, is anyway. number six, right? Number six. Number
1: six. That was it. All right. Yep. Here we go. My number six, buckle up boys. It is Adam Hart Mother. Oh
0: my god, dude. Fifth
1: record. Fifth record from 1970. And
0: why uh, why do you think fucking dude, I, Piper is honestly, so good? I don't understand. Honestly, just, I thought I'd so ba- you're so basic.
1: I I I do listen to Adam. I mean my top five yeah, basic, from here on out for sure i i do listen to quite a bit and i've always thought like adam Hart mother you know it's it's a solid record it's really really good and it really it is a good record but after listening to them in in sequential order like it's 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 good it's really good but you know the stuff that happens right before and after is is i don't know man it, it falls a little flat Falls a little fat. It flat because I think what it is is there's a lot of long prog kind of drawn out stuff, which I know, which is weird that you like that more than I do, but you do. And that's kind of what this album is. And I mean, the title track is a 23 minute prog song where the vocals don't even really hit until the 12 minutes in, which is really cool. I love that build up and the, the kind of musical story it tells. And that's my banger off of it is the title track, but this is a cool record. It really is a cool record. I would never purge it. Honestly, would never purge it. I think here on out, this we're getting, we're getting like two point five and above from our three point rating system. That's that's where Adam Hart Mother sits. I'm okay. sure you're gonna have a lot more to say, so I'll leave it at that. Okay, and I'll jump in when you talk about it. But yeah, no, yeah, that's my number six. Yeah. So what do you got for number five?
0: Number five, this is uh, this is this sits right about where I thought it would. And honestly, my top five, my top three, like we could switch them up one by one by one. My top two I, I think are just I, I'll fight to the death. Those are their best two albums. My but my, my three, four, and five are 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 interchangeable and, and I listen to them like often. And number five for me is metal. Right now. It's metal. Really? That yeah. low, huh? This was uh Damn. this 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 used to hold the three spot. Like if if when I first bought this, we were doing the boys' trip over in Laughlin and I bought this for like fucking mm. eleven dollars at that. Uh, Shady Grove Records, oh, yeah. over in Kingman, <laughs> yeah, like eleven fucking dollars, so cheap, and it's a great copy. And I was like, "This is really good." And I, I agree, like that opening bass line is like, "What are you doing, dude?" It's, a, it's, it's insane, it's unreal, and yeah. the album is great. It's, it's got a variety of of songs, including like a kind of bluesy number, right, with some dogs barking in the background. Like, uh, what do you end the, the side fuck? A? Yeah, it's like makes how? no sense. How how, 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 how do those things? Like integrate with each other to form like a cohesive, amazing sound, and I don't understand it. The second side, it's just just it's one song, it's, it's it's echoes, amazing. It's not quite as good as Adam Hart, but it's uh, it's <sighs> it's just, I I, I Say think some it's just stupid it, shit. It's just not as much to digest and and grab a hold of, but it's still solid. Like I love it. I think it's amazing. I think this album is is really 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 good. It's just right now, uh, this is my number five. The the opening track. That's my that's my that's my, that's my fave for sure.
1: All right. So, my number 5 finally is The Piper at the Gates of Gates oh, of Dawn. Oh god, dude. How do you say that in Spanish again?
0: I put it oh, no, I didn't put it back.
1: <laughs> it's fine. the the flautist.
0: I don't know. Oh, yeah, I, I right have here. no idea. It's El flautista en <laughs> los comienzos de la alborada. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> if you tell me your favorite song, I'll tell you in uh in Uruguayan. Too. Oh,
1: okay, yeah. My favorite song is Lucifer Sam.
0: What what number is that?
1: Diablo Diablo Sam, that's probably it. Or Sam Diablo. It's number two, I think. I think it's track two. <laughs> oh
0: my god! Is it Sam Diablo? Every is fucking, that what it is? Every song on here is in Uruguayan except for that one. It's just Lucifer Sam. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's a, like the easiest one to translate. That's the only fucking one. Why? one That's just that Oh for my work. god,
1: <laughs> that is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> is and I care you're like, which which track is it? After I already said Lucifer Sam, what track <laughs> is know, it? It's the only
0: fucking <laughs> one that's like. Because I was looking for Diablo, I was looking for like something, <laughs> but it's just nope, Lucifer Sam.
1: Oh, that's so good. That's so good. <laughs> uh, like we talked about, this is their first record from '67. Uh, this is the one that, that Sid Barrett, the original vocalist, guitar player, had spearheaded. This was his band. Pink Floyd was his band at this point. Uh, he wrote pretty much everything. And uh, and I like it. I, I think it's a good psychedelic pop record. There's And I'm totally fine with it being different from other Pink Floyd stuff. It's a nice change-up. It's nice to go back and listen to kind of where they came from. And I think it's super rad. I think it's a solid, solid record. And I've always really dug it. I've enjoyed it. And... Um, yeah, I, I have no issues with this record. I, For what it is, I think it's amazing. It is the, what it is, right?
0: The problem is, that, yes, it is very different from their discography, but no, <laughs> this is no different than late 60s pop psychedelic stuff. I know, and it's I fine. just listened to the fucking Bee Gees, and it was the exact same thing as this. I'm bored. That's fire, right. dude. Of you it. were like, Get what over was it, it like
1: six months ago? You were super into psych rock? And I like, still what's am. What's going on with you? Like what's going on with you? Because there's no rock to this. It's pop. Oh, yeah. This is pop. It's I don't fine, hear though. pop. There, there's nothing wrong with pop music. You fucking listen. You f- listen and love and Like Oh, hey. Yeah, yeah. You have Let's no leg to easy. stand on here. Let's Come take on, it easy. You have Let's no leg to easy. stand on here. I want to get you. So way she goes. So yeah, "Piper at the Gates of Dawn." Uh, this is my this is my five B. "Lucifer Sam" I think is is one of the catchiest things. Honestly, one of the catchiest things Pink Floyd has ever done. <sighs> this and a song. This and a song off of Animals. Are the two catchiest things that they've ever done?
0: I'm just happy you haven't said animals yet. That's I really am yeah, just <laughs> dumb shit spin out your mouth. Uh
1: so then what do you got for number four?
0: Umaguma. Umaguma. Okay. Number four. Why do you like this one so much? So Wish You Were Here, Umaguma, and then Adam Hart. I got all three of these from that lady. That mm-hmm. that lady that was just giving away your fucking records. And she had like she had, like, every Rolling Stone records, too. But that was when we first started collecting it. And I felt like I was getting greedy with them, and I was just buying everything. So, like, no, nah, I don't really like the Rolling Stones that much. You can tell them to somebody else who would want them. That was before I became like <laughs> a shark, you know? So yeah. Like, but yeah. now I would have bought everything. And she was really nice. Whatever. But Umu Gui was number four. This is their fourth album, 1969. This is, like, their first live album. The live portion of this is just, it's, it's superb. The, like, the song, full of Secrets, Secretos, hits harder than it did previously. <laughs> and the other live songs just seem to blend much better than they did from their first two albums. It's it's just, everything's better. It, this is, this is like them revisiting songs that they like a lot and just thought like, Hey, we should have done something a little bit different. Like musicians do like musicians go back on earlier work and say, I really like that song, but I don't like how we did it. Then let's try and do it better. That's what Umaguma is. Umaguma is a band that realizes they didn't do something great but they still like what they did but they just want to improve Mm -hmm. upon it and that's solid i like it i respect it but even like moving into the studio portion of it like this the the track sisyphus which is just this 13 minute instrumental fucking banger dude absolute fucking (laughs) banger absolute fucking banger and that's that's my fucking that's my favorite track it is it's a long one it's That's a it's, sure. it's it's a song based off of the Greek mythology character, right? The the guy who's punished by Zeus to to roll a boulder up a hill, only for that boulder to roll down the hill again and fucking do it again. Roll down. Do who, it again, who wrote that down. one?
1: Was it Richard? Re- was it Richard? Right? Who wrote that one?
0: I don't remember who wrote that one.
1: Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> but it's, I don't remember who wrote which part. I think Nick Mason wrote the shortest song, which I think was the last one.
0: But Umguma was so good. It's and, good. And and now, it's good, yeah. Now I am on the lookout for like the holy grail of Umaguma pressings, which is the UK pressing. the The OG UK pressings have have the 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 album that's on the floor. It mm-hmm. was from the movie like Gigi or Gigi G I G I. Okay, yeah. And the US pressings, just for copyright purposes, they had to omit that, so it's just a blank record cover on the floor. But the UK pressings have that that original thing on it, and that's what I am going to look yeah. out for now.
1: How much have you looked up
0: to see how much they cost? Yeah, it's not much. I, I can buy one online for like sixty. I guess it's not that bad. That's uh, not terrible. Like yeah. the VG plus condition, but it's just something on the lookout for fun, now. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, not, it's fun. not fun just
1: buying off discogs.
0: So. I have a copy now. I, I can listen to it. it. Sounds great. I don't need yeah. one now. I want to find it, baby. Find it. Yeah.
1: Go go to Aldo's or go to Nichols. See it up on the wall. Yeah. Exactly. That's such a ah. Oh, it's such a fun. Such a cool feeling when you see something you really want up on the wall. Dude,
0: it's That's even like cool. better now that we're just we're we just we're, I don't know we're meticulously curating our collection now. We are yeah. taking old copies out and putting like newer co- not newer copies but new copies in that are better copies of what we had or better pressings or original pressings or just I don't know anything.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like finding an it's OG been...
0: copy of Darkseid with like stickers with the posters intact like that is I I'd fucking buy it. I would. would.
1: Yeah. And it's gotten to the point with me too, where it's like, I, I don't go to the, I, I go to the record store, like the couple of record stores, like once a month now, rather than like two or three times a week, <laughs> because I, it's like, I have everything. I not I don't have everything I want, but you know, I have a lot of stuff. And now I'm just kind of like, if I'm going to spend like a hundred dollars at the store, like on a bunch of like small records, I'd rather spend that hundred dollars on like something I like. You know, yeah. over the month. You know what I mean? That's yeah. why I bought that Murder Dolls record. Because I, I mean, outside of going to Arizona with you, out in Arizona with you, I haven't been to the record store in like a month. So I thought, you know, it's cheap, so I'll get it.
0: Sure. Rationalize however you want. <laughs> That's what I'm doing.
1: <laughs> Even though you hate that record for some reason.
0: It's, I mean, the band's a little, uh, eh, they're fine. They're great. Anyway, they're, they're fun for a kid's party. It's fine <laughs> Fun for a kid's party. <laughs> All right,
1: so that was your number four, was Umaguma.
0: Yeah, we're in the final four now, baby. Final four.
1: Okay, this one, uh, this one has surprised me since the first time I heard it. I got, I picked up this one originally from Uncle Aldo's attic when I was at your place like a year and a half ago or something. Uh, it's Obscured by Clouds. Their seventh record. I know you. This was really low for you. Yeah, I fucking hate this record. <laughs> I I like this record so much because it's such a nice. It's so straightforward. I love how straightforward and kind of like blues rock it is. It, it's proggy at points, but it's not too much. It's a nice, refreshing version of Pink Floyd. Like when you want to hear David Gilmour and Roger Waters sing, but not hear it like in a, a crazy way, like thrown obscured by clouds. I think it's a solid, straightforward record. And that's why it's so high for me, because it does stand out in their discography, but not in the psych pop way like Piper does. My copy's not terrible, but I definitely want to want to upgrade my copy of this. That's wow. really good. I, got I really nice enjoy a, Obscured by Clouds. I
0: got a nice Holland pressing for you. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Got you in be, a you, couple be weeks. Sh- you be shopping over here and getting getting trading up all the good records that are Dude, not, it's, not very good.
1: <laughs> I know. I I think maybe at least with Obscured, I think I'll wait until I find like a copy in a store. But I, I think I'll I think I'll buy your. Your, um, the first two off of you. We'll
0: see. <laughs> because you want to hear the secretos.
1: <laughs> I, I do. I really, honestly, that's like a big reason why it's I, so, want that. It, it's I want really, that Uruguayan really copy. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. So, what do you got for number
0: three? Number three is the album of the week, Dark Side, baby. All right. There you go. There
1: we go. So, then we'll go with my number three. Uh, I got Animals. Animals here is my number three. This album, I mean, this this is like I think this is them at their proggiest. Their, their best proggiest. I mean, metal there was a lot of prog. There was a lot of straightforwardness on Dark Side, which we'll get into. But uh but Animals was like this perfect it's like a perfect prog record. It really is. I mean there's what, four songs? Five songs, if that. Roger Waters wrote most of it. Gilmore still sang a lot on still sang like on I think two of the songs and one of them is like the longest track. He'd sing on dogs, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, but my favorite song is "Pigs," the three the three different ones. And uh, I think this is what I was talking about earlier. One of the catchiest melodies out of any Pink Floyd song is on this song, as well as "Lucifer Sam." The when he goes the ha ha, it's that (laughs) that stupid laugh he does. Oh my god, it is so good. It's so stupid, but I. I absolutely love it and I'm, I get, I'm just instantly hooked every time I hear it. And once again, I mean, every song, David, I mean, David Gilmore is at his best. Between like Metal and Animals, he's just at his fucking absolute best. Wait, Animals comes after, or comes after.
0: Animals is right before The Wall. Like that was in between Wish You Were Here and The Wall. Yeah, okay,
1: that's what I thought. Yeah, 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 Okay, yeah. So, uh, the, yeah, Animals is my, is my number three and
0: so what do you got for number two? It's Animals, baby. All right, what do you got on this one? Animals, baby. Yeah, so this came out between Wish You Were Here and The Wall. Like, literally, 1975 is Wish You Were Here. Two years later, Animals. Two years later, The Wall. This, um, I guess, like, you wouldn't have The Wall had it not been for this. And that's that sucks because this is a concept album. This is a mm-hmm. concept album that achieved what it was doing. I will say that The Wall is for sure their most ambitious album they had ever done. It just didn't accomplish what they they set out for, and that's why it's just, it's kind of shit to be honest. But animals, yeah, animals, um, animals is a concept album, and it's not even very long. It's it's not even forty five minutes. It's super short, and it's just it's a fucking jam album. It's long instrumentals with various like time changes, tempo changes. It's similar to Adam Hart in that way.
1: Yeah. I
0: love this. It just it finds a groove, it dances around it for like ten to fifteen minutes. There's minimal singing. It's just solid lines, not showing off in any real way. But Gilmore does some really cool shit on the guitar. And listening to Pink Floyd this week, I don't think Gilmore's like I any. Mean, he's no like Eddie Van Halen shredder. But the guy, no, they, I, that, like, pretty much everybody in this band just knows how to just find a groove, work with it, and just bide your time. Wait till it's my turn and I'm gonna throw something down and it's gonna blow your fucking mind. And he does yeah. that. He throws in a lot of cleaner tones and a lot of offbeat upstrokes, which is super dope. And the acoustic, the acoustic closer. It's super solid. Like I like I like Roger Waters, like at their at their best, at their best. Cause sometimes they both have really shitty songs that they sing on. But I think at their best, I like Waters' vocals over Gilmore's vocals. I do. Really? Yeah. Huh. And it was it was hard to pinpoint it this week because even on Darkseid, there are times where I'm like, oh, I don't like what you did there, buddy boy. Like you were my favorite, but now you're not my favorite. <laughs> but I think like like at their best, I like I like Waters over yeah, Gilmore. Right, yeah. um, but I, again, like this was just this was ambitious for this band. It was super ambitious, and even though Darkseid is a a concept album kind of thing, I I think I think Darkside just kind of got lucky. It stumbled into something and got really fucking lucky. And I think Darkside holds a lot of, uh, of 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 its fame to the cover art. I really do. No, and come on, man. No, that's silly boy talk. Judge a book by its cover. <laughs> that there's a reason why that 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 saying was invented. That saying was invented because people don't judge books by its cover. No, that saying was invented because people do judge books by its cover. And that is a fucking <laughs> badass cut. Co- that's one of the most badass cover arts of all, of all time. So sort of, yeah, to I think that to be. think that like part of Darkseid's uh fame isn't attributed to the cover art is just silly. It's it's naive. Um mm. but yeah, this was this was ambitious for the band. It's a concept album, like I said, with really, really, really progressive rock sounds and ideas. And this was hard to pinpoint like a favorite song for me. And I'm mm-hmm. gonna get a better copy because my copy has a lot of surface noise. I don't like it. But my favorite part on here, even though I just said otherwise, is is like Gilmer singing, Gilmer's guitar towards the end of like Sheep. He uh, he's just wow, mashing okay. down these these cleaner chords. It's just a lot of open strings and letting them ring out, and it's it's jarring. It's it's weird, but it's 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 nice. It's pleasant.
1: He is really great. I mean, he truly is. I don't say th- I don't think he's the
0: greatest, but he is. He is a great guitar player. He's a guy that's not a so like like I, I I say this in like an endearing way. He's a guy that's not a great guitar player, but he knows how to be great at how good he is.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, you know that's what I mean?
0: Fair. Yeah. 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 Like he's not great, but the what he does, he knows how to be the best at what he can do. He he, he knows. And it his comes limits. down to songwriting, really. Yeah. Like like he knows his limits and he pushes those limits to the max, as opposed to like a great guitarist who kind of just writes shitty music, like Ian Van like. That's a guy that's a great guitarist. Right <laughs> shitty music. Gilmore's like the opposite of that. Like kind of a he's an okay guitarist, but like he uses his potential to the fullest.
1: All right. So that is your number two. You have anything else on animals? Maybe. Yep. Like? think?
0: That's number two. You so good? we got dark we got dark side for you, and the metal is number one. Okay.
1: Yeah. So so dark side is my number two. All right. I mean straight up my number two. Okay. So then I Adam Hart Mother is your favorite,
0: right? Adam Hart Mother, baby. Okay. That's it. Why
1: is that? Why is that? This
0: is do the title track makes this album. It, it does. It's my favorite. It's my favorite song by Pink Floyd. It's their best song. It's this multi part suite that was take that was taken in like one take and thus has some inconsistencies as far as like tempo goes. The structure of it is exciting. It's constantly morphing and it's moving, but it still always finds its way back to that big brass part. It's their longest mm-hmm. studio song. It's their best song. Side two is really good, but like side one <laughs> makes this album. Side one makes like fucking Pink Floyd. Like That's what Pink Floyd is about. Just sloppy playing, not that great songwriting, but just doing something special because they all come in together and, and I don't know. Writing some half ass shit that just turned out really good. Reading about this song too, like it's cool to hear that they all had these ideas for this song and rather than rehearse it, they would kind of like try out different riffs and transitions on on their live shows. And then they finally had like an overall shape of the song after kind of like essentially just jamming on stage. Then they hired this guy, like an actual musician, Ron Giesen. Giesen. Yeah. To compose like the orchestral part of it. And like, he's, he's a real musician. He could read music. And he was kind of like, 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 like they gave him a general idea of what they wanted. And, but he thought it was a mess. Like no one could read music. And so he thought that was just like this was like a fucking joke. So he essentially just was on his own completely in creating this <laughs> over the top soundscape. And, and for a time in the in the late sixties into the seventies, for a band to use orchestral music is is commonplace. Everybody fucking did it, but nobody mm-hmm. was doing it to the point where the orchestral music was in front and the rock band was in band and then back. This is the opposite of Adam Hart Mother. The rock band is is. In back, and the orchestra music is in the front, and so we're getting this—I don't know—this this soundscape of 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 calmness, but with a little bit of anxiety from the rock part, and like it just it goes in and out, it, it ebbs and flows, it, it wanes its way into kind of I don't know anxiety, and then comes back to calmness, and then drops in with that, <laughs> and then calms down a little bit again. It's just. It's moving. It really is. It's mm. it's moving, and I can't I can't uh, I I can't explain it any better than that. I guess when we get into our, our <laughs> first impressions of Pink Floyd in the next episode, I will go more into why this one is so mind blowing to me. But Adam Heart Mother is it's it's from the first time I heard it. It's this this is unbelievable.
1: It's a it's really a great record, but it's it's unreal. Honestly, man, it is unreal. It is very good, but there's just some better stuff here. It's it's a little too unfocused for me. I guess it's what it is. I really
0: think that's what it is a little too unfocused that's what that's that's the charm of it baby like again the fact that they did this in like one take and so i read i'm mean, whatever but whatever that's worth. It could be fake there's a lot of stuff in their discography and their history that i think is embellished a little bit to make them sound a little more cool than they actually are yeah i but,
1: i would say so but I, I think that's most bands at this level the oh, status yeah, for sure things have been embellished
0: then we talked Whatever. about it uh, last week on the Boxcat Racer episode. Something was embellished a little bit. I can't remember what it was. but what Was it? Yeah, well, there you we are now. I don't know. But yeah, yeah I I, t- 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 there, there are like, all like time changes that just come out of like nowhere. Like, why, why, why are you changing times right now? That doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> why, why are things getting faster? And that's just because they, are, they, they did like one take. And they couldn't keep up with each other because they're not musicians. They're just a bunch of people that picked up instruments at some point in their life and decided to make a band
1: yeah a bunch of schmucks in architecture school bunch of fucking schmucks yeah <laughs> that's really what they were they were all going to like the same architecture art school whatever yeah, that's where those, they all yeah
0: exactly yeah like, they don't yeah. know what the fuck is going on and but they you
1: know, they did all right so my number one we uh it's it's metal their sixth record 1971 this is when they were kind of down and out they they got a lot of shit for this record actually and i don't understand like the only thing that people like really love about this record is the last song is echoes the 23 minute song that covers the entirety of side b um and they're still kind of ridiculed for that which is insane to me like this song the, honestly this album is better than dark side it has it has the cool like lead up into into echoes and they so my okay i just i'm all over the place all over the place my favorite song is one of these days the opener That bass line is just so deep and so heavy. And then there's that, I forgot, I think it's uh, Richard Wright who does that like, that modulated, distorted voice that comes in. And then it just like drops into this heavy fucking tune. And you're just like, what the fuck is going on? And then it jumps into Pillow of Winds. I think it's Pillow of Winds, right? I think that's the name of it. And it's just like this beautiful acoustic song. It, It just. It just it's all these highs and lows of just those first two songs. And then it just it slowly slowly transitions into like this other cool prog part, and then you're and then it ends with the uh well no it doesn't end with, but then you know, then you have the the Liverpool part of it, you know, the chants, the song, the liverpool. You never song, walk whatever. alone, baby. You have that, you're like, what the fuck? Which is even weirder in it in itself because Roger Waters and I think Richard Wright or Nick Mason, one of the two they were like huge arsenal fans so why would they put a liverpool song in here kind of weird um and then the ending with the dogs barking weird. so fucking weird and the, but then that that first that first note hit on echoes it's just like the it's like a it's almost sounds like a it reminds me of like a water droplet like in a cave like something you would hear in a fucking movie of like people going down into this like Dark cave, and you hear like water dropping in the distance <laughs> that's what it sounds like, and then just that that slow build up in that song it's it's absolutely amazing and beautiful and uh, did you wind up watching the live in Pompeii?
0: No, I totally forgot about to write out. Oh my God, dude. I did
1: They play echoes in the middle of Pompeii or in the middle of this Coliseum in Pompeii. They start with echoes, and it's just. It's so cool because, like, the, at the very beginning, the camera is slowly—it's like starting at the top of the Coliseum, and the camera slowly moving in closer to the band as they're like setting up and starting the song. And then it just, just the buildup of it is just—it's unreal, man.
0: I should have watched that because we were <sighs> there. That would have been stunning. We you know, were like in another, Pompeii, yeah. I know another cool uh, uh, I don't know, ode to home, I guess. I
1: the only—the only like ridicule I have about the whole live in Pompeii is that not all of it was filmed there. There oh. were parts that were I know I know that's the only bad part. Shady. There are parts that were that were filmed in studio, like, but it was obviously a studio with like stage lights and everything. It wasn't like they were trying to make it seem like they were in Pompeii. Okay, but it would it, it's weird. It, like transitions between like them playing there and then going back to them playing in the studio and then back and forth. That's my only weird. My only criticism of it, but otherwise, it's such a fucking cool performance.
0: When was this? Really, what really what cool. year was this? Do you remember?
1: This is right before Darkseid. Oh damn! Yeah, it was. It was like maybe a year before Darkseid, if so that. This
0: is. I mean, this is like that's like, uh, damn near at their peak. Yeah, Like when you the juices no when the juices are running for Darkseid, is probably at like them at their peak.
1: Seriously, yeah, I I would agree. There's another cheesy moment in in the Pompeii video too, where like they set up like this giant gong up on a hill and Mm -hmm. so behind it is like the setting sunset and then roger waters is up there with a giant mallet and just like hitting the (laughs) shit out of the gong (laughs) like in front of the sunset terrible it's so cheesy but (laughs) it's cool it's so cool at the same time but it's great so but yeah metal this is this is like this is by far to me the by far the greatest thing they've ever done beautiful beautiful from start to finish okay so there you go metal from the Pink Floyds. And so we do we have any it. Yeah, we I can't believe it. We did fifteen
0: fucking air.
1: So do we have anything else on on this part of the, the
0: episode? No, that's uh that's it, that's all.
1: All right. Well thank you all for listening. Stay tuned for the main episode. Fuck, it's gonna be a big one too, where we get into dark the dark side of the moon from the Pink Floyds. So keep listening, rate review and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, all that, whatever, Apple Podcasts. And that's it. That's all. Roger sure.
0: Waters.